for murder is what I call commonality. Everybody say commonality. Everybody say commonality. Come on, shout. Now, it's an English word. Go and check it. Commonality is something that occurs common among all people. Like Elijah was a man of like passion, like us. <laughs> when somebody is on top of you, the biggest thing to watch is commonality. Because, you see, the person will be common like you. Two eyes. One nose. One mouth. When he sleeps, he may snore. Then the person will go to the WC. In fact, if you are sitting with him and says, In King let me, let me go to the restroom and come back. Then you start wondering. So he's going to remove something and fire some water, or he's going to sit on the WC and release some missiles. So King Saul went into the cave to relieve himself. The man went at King Labangira. So David is there and they are watching King Saul. And maybe they heard boom. You know, when you are. In the restroom, you may release a sound. So maybe they heard a sound. Boom! Especially if he was running the rear in the wilderness. So they said, Oh, so in a murkin bangirame. Into a no so toilet room. And they said what they say. He's just like us. The man pee like us. The man goes to the restroom like us. He's like us. Then you are near that anointing. And sometimes the anointing makes grammatical error. They are on so tea. Can you imagine if you are walking around Prophet Ajimai and you are you are working with him and then Prophet Ajimai says, um, now, sir, lady cry, your friend is saying, and this gentleman, what is the name of the gentleman? Then something will now tell you that, ah, but when he's standing in public, he mentions people's names. Why didn't the Holy Ghost show him the name of this man or this woman? And he, he's now asking for somebody to tell him. The commonality between you and an anointed person can become a temptation for you to shoot them down because you will look at them and they are just like you they are just like you so you may be walking around abraham and king abimelech will ask abraham who is this woman and says my sister and you are lord and he said yeah. i say father abraham when i in a career so abraham took a lie maybe those commonalities and he's walking around at the man for many years and the man can get a child so he's looking at abraham father of many nations you can't produce even one child and yes he's busy producing a lot his name is lot so he was producing a lot of children listen to me your greatest temptation in this world is coming close to an anointing you will see things. You will hear things. That will bring the anointed person close to you. Very common. As if he's like you. But if you want, you try that anointing and see. Try it. Commonality. You may see him angry. Angry. And he's angry and say, hey, call me that foolish man. I remember one day a man of God was in a taxi. No, he was driving in, 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 in one of the cities in Ghana. And um, he came across this taxi driver, but 
he didn't know that the taxi driver knew that he was a man of God. So the taxi driver cr- crossed him. And the man of God said, I don't know Jimmy, sir. I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> so you are likely to say, how can a man of God, I will never go to church again. I will never go to church again. I will never go to any of these churches. How can a man of God be insulting people in traffic? You know what, people? Anytime you see the humanity of a man of God or an anointing, it is a temptation for you to deny the divinity behind that humanity. I pray that you will learn to understand that, you, you know what, every man of God is common like you. They wear shoes like you. Some of the, your shoe size is bigger than theirs. Some of them you are taller than them. Some of them they can eat a lot. Others don't eat at all. Some of them you see them, they look frustrated. They don't smell well. And so on and so forth. It's a temptation. Sometimes they will look broke. They may even come to you for a loan. Can you imagine if a man of God comes to you for loan? Calls you a church member and says, um, I'm very sorry, my children's school fees, I'm really struggling. Um, brother so and so, can you help me um, with um, 500 Ghana cities? I want to pay my child's school fees. Then you, the businessman, Augustine, will now tell the pastor, Pastor, see me in my office tomorrow. It's a curse. How can your pastor see you in your office to collect money? You should get up with that money and run to his house. Kneel down and put it at his feet and tell him, just bless me. And it is not even a loan. I am bringing this. It's an opportunity to sow into your children's life. How dare you sit in your office and call your pastor? Even if he's one of the young ministers we just ordained spiritually, he's still higher than you. You sit in the church, and when a young minister, Chris Isaka, is preaching, you sit and say, I am older than him. This thing is not to be recorded according to age, it is recorded according to the anointing and grace and the Listen, may the humanity of somebody, the commonality of a man of God, may it not blur your vision and you cannot see the grace God has put upon his life. Come on, shout a yes and praise. That is why John the Baptist is a special man. Special man. He's older than Jesus. He said, there's one coming mightier than me. Jesus is his cousin, commonality. He said, but the one who sent me to baptize said, upon whom you see the spirit descending and remaining, the same is he. John! No wonder Jesus said, of all that are born of women, there is not a greater than John the Baptist. He said, this man is not my cousin. You people think he's my cousin, but I am of the earth. But this man is heavenly. I came from the earth. This man came from heaven. He looked at Jesus. This was his own cousin. But he didn't say we are all sinners. He said, behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. May God give you the supernatural capacity and the supernatural faculty to be able to break through. Come on. Break through the natural. Break through the known. Break through what you see. Break
through what you hear, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Some in the natural said you are Elijah. Some said you are Jeremiah. Some said you are one of the prophets. Some said you are John the Baptist. He said, by you, who do you say that I am? He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, blessed art thou, Simon Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my father who is in heaven, if you can shout the blessing of God is upon Commonality. Commonality. You may see a pastor pushing his motorbike on the roadside. When you go to England and you go to Germany, that one, the temptation is bigger. Mr. Dwyer, the temptation is bigger. You can see a pastor in Germany and the person is working in the airport in the toilet. I've seen it before. Where a pastor I knew in Germany. One day I was traveling to one of the airports and I saw this pastor wheeling the truck, the trolley, where they put the mop for cleaning the toilets and the brushes and everything and the dustbins. And this pastor was pushing it out of the airport because he cleans the toilets at the airport. When he saw me, he said, at the same. I said, eh, yeah, suffer. Then I prayed with him. He said, suffer. We are not a team. The boy, you may be in team, my full time. And did you say, yes, I do me, I pray, you may, yeah, families. Then on Sunday, you go to preach. Now, if you are a church member and you see your pastor is cleaning the toilet. And on Sunday, you go back to church. And this man has to preach to you. You need something extraordinary to believe the word he's going to preach. Because you are going to sit and say, Benzir can preach the man. Kai Benzir. Oh, Jesus. May you learn. Karabose. May you learn. May you learn to go beyond the commonality. Number four is what I call vulnerability. Justification for murder. Number one, retaliation. Number two, entitlement. Number three, commonality. Number four, vulnerability. Vulnerability in the sense that at this particular moment, the robe, the kingly robe, or the kingly mantle of Saul has been removed from him. They've taken the robe and it's hanging somewhere. We also know that at a certain point in the life of this man of God, Samuel had told the man of God, God has rejected you from being king. In fact, from the day God anointed David to be the king, God technically had rejected King Saul from being the king. Provisionally, although the man was not even going to face Goliath, God knew that David was going to be the king. Here is a man, God has rejected him from being a king. Here is a man who has removed his robe from him and he has hung the robe somewhere. In other words, the robe or the mantle of the king has been detached from him. Justification for murder. I will kill him because this man 
God has rejected him. I will kill him because this man doesn't carry the anointing. And listen, I've been in the kingdom of God long in- Can I say that again? The kingdom madras. This is their mantra. A mantra is some, some gibberish something. And so David said, you know what? I will not take my hand and stretch it against the Lord's anointed. God forbid. Just like Pilate said, my hands are clean. And Paul said, my hands are clean of every man's blood. May you live your life on earth without using your hands to ever pull down an anointed person. Don't use social media to do it. Don't use the television to do it. Don't use the internet to do it. Don't use a text message to do it. Don't use a phone conversation to do it. Don't use your tongue to do it. May your fingers be clean. May your tongue be clean. For blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand up in the way of sinners, nor sit up in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he merited day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. His leaves shall not wither. Bring forth his fruit in the season. Whatsoever he doeth, it shall prosper. Oh, the spirit has left the man. This woman is not anointed again. Ikabod, the glory of God has departed from me. You see that church standing there? The power of God has left that church. This is the latest one God is moving in. You see that man of God. God has left him. This is the latest man God has called. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? Don't. I'm going to give you an example. Can you imagine somebody sitting here who is crazy enough to believe that the days for the foundation of this building are over? Because now, we have reached a dispensation in this building where all we need is the walls and the roof. We don't need the foundation again. So let's remove the foundation. You know what? If you remove this foundation right now, this whole building will come down. Some of the men of God are foundations. Some of the women of God are foundations. The Bible said he built the house on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Some of them are foundations. God started using them years ago. The pastor windows and the pastor enemies and the pastor jobs. All those people were moving. And although some of them are dead and gone, we remember their memory. Today I was coming here I looked at Pastor Lazarus building and I prayed in my heart God Help Pastor Lazarus build him. Desert pastures. Help some of the ministries that are acting as foundations. They are foundations upon which something is being built. God, remember Archbishop Duncan Williams. That is a foundation. Remember Dr. Mensal Table. That is a foundation. Remember Dr. Dr. John Osefrie. That is a foundation. Remember Pastor Enoch Agbozo. That is a foundation. I pray. Listen. May God help us to put value on the foundations. Because if you remove the ancient landmarks and you divide, the Bible said, if the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? We are the kingdom that is destroying these foundations. Go to every town and every city in Ghana. Younger pastors are shooting down the older ones. The pastors that have gone, the pastors that are coming up are trying their best. Let's kill the older ones so that we also can have relevance. But I pray in 
the name of Jesus. May God give us sons and daughters like the two sons of Noah who saw their father's nakedness in there and they took a cloth and they walked backwards and they covered it and they said, our eyes cannot see this. May God grant you the grace to be the one that will cover the foundations, that will strengthen the foundations, that will bless the foundations. We will not break down the foundations because if we break down the foundations, we don't have a future. Our mantra is not killing and our sin. Our mantra is that we shall wait upon the Lord and if it is time for God to promote us, God will promote us. If it is time for God to bless us, God will bless us. Come on, scream like I'm talking to you. Oh, Jesus. Vulnerability. When it looks like the anointing has left the man of God. When you go to the hospital and you are a nurse and a man of God is lying there and he is sick. And you are saying, where is the anointing? If he was really anointed, why is the anointing not healing him? Physician, save yourself and save us. But one of the thieves had a common sense. He said, I know you are wounded like me. I know you are hanging on the cross like me. They nailed you as if you have not been anointed. But I still believe in you. When you get to paradise, remember me. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. Come on, shout like you are in desert pastor. This morning, I didn't come here for entertainment. <laughs> I came to preach. I came to prophesy. I came to teach. I came to establish foundations that will endure in your life for many, 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 many years. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, may God touch your spirit and touch your soul and touch your body and touch your life. May your life be reorganized. Come on, clap your hands and scream like I'm talking to you. The anointing, the rope has been removed. In other words, if the rope was a symbol of the king's anointing, the rope is gone. Oh, Jesus. And when they saw that the man's rope was hanging somewhere, commonality has set in, vulnerability has set in. Then the anger and the hate and the bitterness in them came alive. Selfish ambition. Selfish ambition. They wanted Saul killed or deposed so that they could reign with David. They said, Now, sir, this is the day God spoke about. But God didn't say, Kill Saul. This is the day God spoke about. God didn't say when a man is in the toilet. If you want to fight a man, wait until he has a weapon. Not when he's sitting on Bangera. How do you attack a man? Who are not fought in the toilet. They are fought 
on battlefields. Stop sitting in your house and fighting the man of God. Fight him on the battlefield, on the platform of the anointed. Don't turn your house into a house of gossips and lawyers. Am I talking to somebody at all? Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Ambition. These are non entities. Sanguas. Wahelians who have no future apart from instigating. Every day is Pastor Mike who is preaching. Every day is Pastor Mike who is preaching. Microphone, Pastor Mike. Drums, Pastor Mike. Mike, Pastor Mike. Drums, Pastor Mike. Organ, Pastor Mike. Everything, Pastor. You too. When will your time come? Look, start thinking when you are young. Now you are in your thirties. Start thinking. Oh, there is a classroom here. We can start the church there. I will be, uh, look, look, me, I don't want any position. I, I don't even think I want to be a pastor. I just want to be a deacon. You know, years ago, one senior pastor said something. He said, doubted and started their own churches after the criticism. Then I knew that what the man was saying was true. Listen, when we close service and we are all blessed, be very careful about something else somebody has to say. Oh, we close the service and say, oh, today's service was very powerful. Then somebody opens the mouth. But daddy kept too long. I have a mission. God has called me to a generation and to a region that has no time to waste. God has called me to a region that has been left behind for long. God has called me to a region that doesn't have the money. We don't have the Christianity. We don't have the anointing. We don't have the education. We don't have the population. Because even our population, every day they are leaving the upper east region and they are going to the south. God has called me to a region with emergency. I am called to a region in an emergency situation. Don't complain about the sound of the siren. The man, he makes too much noise. When the police are in emergency, they make noise. You will hear a siren. When the ambulance is in emergency, it makes noise. You are dealing with a voice crying out in the wilderness. I am not a whisperer. And I am not a sissy. I didn't, God didn't send me to massage your ego. He sent me to force you into the kingdom of God. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And the violent take it by force. If you can shout, we have a revival. They say the pastors preach for money. If it is money, I won't be shouting here like this. How much are you going to give? If it is money, I'll preach where I can get money. And when I come here, I will sleep. But when I come here, I push more than any other place. And this is a church where you scarcely push and after the meeting, somebody will come to you and say, man of God, here is even two cities for water. Rather, when they come to you after service, they are likely to come and take. I'm preaching to you now. You are drawing. After the service, don't come to my office and say, we have come to draw. 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 
draw from you again. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I'm speaking the truth. Eh? As for you, I trust you. Come on, scream like your pastor is preaching to you. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> 